0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Everything, Then Some More. I am, per usual, your host, Leanne, and today we're going to be talking about road trips versus flying. Now, I should say, when I say road trips, I don't mean the ones that make you want to cut your legs off, those 17 to 28 hours of never spitting never being being out of the car, the ones where you just can't take it anymore and you're just doing it to power through and you're not really enjoying yourself, that is something I did in my 20s and that is not something I will ever do again. I love road trips and I am more than willing to go on a road trip that takes a longer duration of time. But A, it needs to be slowly, and B, there better be a hotel, maybe two, scheduled in the road trip because I just can't do it anymore. And, like, call me an old lady, but for crying out loud, the Wisconsin's coming out of me. I just can't. I did a huge road trip trip, you know? It is 5.48 p.m., and I thought recording later today would be better because I wouldn't be tired and yawning all the time, and apparently, I've gotten rid of the ability to yawn throughout the entire episode, but now I'm just not going to be able to speak English, so bear with me if I, you know, stumble through all this. Again, still quite getting used to podcasting, but also, I talk this way in real life. (laughs) Um. I digress. Anyway, so back to road trips. I went on a road trip from Nevada to Wisconsin. That was horrible. I've never wanted to get out of a car so badly in my entire life. And we did, in fact, make one pit stop in between. Um, And it was only because there was a lightning storm. And then it started monsooning and we couldn't see the road. Otherwise, the plan was to drive straight through. We didn't make any stops along the way. I mean, it was beautiful driving through Montana and Wyoming, but not being able to stop and enjoy it just isn't my jam. Um, I also did do a straight-through trip from Wisconsin to North Carolina that we didn't stop at all, and I was tired. I was very tired, and though I did those things... I don't want to do them again. I have, I have aged into the lovely idea that I just don't want to. But I will still go on road trips. What I've discovered is that I have a threshold of about seven hours before I need to get out of the car. And whether it that's get out and walk around and then drive like 20 more minutes to the like hotel or if it's just seven hours max is what I can do – That's it. That's all you're getting from me in one hit. So that's not too bad. I drove to South Carolina. I just, no, I did not drive to South Carolina. I have before from North Carolina, which is a whole whopping three hours. So I wouldn't really consider that a road trip, but um, I did drive to South Dakota for one of my birthdays. That was about seven hours and That's how I discovered that was my threshold. I didn't want to be in the car any longer. I didn't need to get out with everything in my entire soul and being, but I didn't want to be in any longer. So I still do a road trip. I still love road tripping, they just cannot be excessively long. That day and age is done for me. I will absolutely fly everywhere. I have never really understood the people that don't like flying regardless of where you're going, whether it's to California or whether it's to North Carolina, to Florida, to Door County, if you don't know where that is, it's three hours from Milwaukee. I don't understand people that are so against flying unless you have a phobia. That's totally different. But if you're just so against flying that you're just like, refusing to ever buy a plane ticket boggles my mind. Um I actually knew someone once that her excuse was that she didn't like being on someone else's time. And I remember sitting there being like, well, driving, <laughs> you still have to be on someone else's time because you have to get back and work. So like you can't just like wake up one day and be like, I feel like leaving. I mean, you could if you didn't have a job you had to get back to. But whenever she went around on road trips, I mean, she had to work. So it was like, okay, I have to leave at this time on this day and start driving in order to get back in time so that I have time to sleep and work. And I guess I didn't really understand the difference. Um, you know, there's the safety factor in some people's. Eyes. I mean, planes are huge metal objects that get hurled through the air. I get it. Cars are huge metal objects that can be hit by other cars, among other things. So for me, flying has never really been an issue. I'm very used to flying on my own to the point where I almost am not the biggest fan of flying with other people. But hear me out. It's not because I don't love my friends and family. That's not it at all. It's because I have through the years created such a routine for myself that I get anxiety when it doesn't go the way I want to. Like, I have this way that I fly. Like, this is the time I'll wake up. This is the amount of hours I want to be at the airport before flying. This is what I will do at the airport. This is how I'll kill my time. This is like, for example, I will sleep in. I am going to, unless I'm leaving in the afternoon or night, which rarely happens, I will sleep in until the max time, go to the airport completely barefaced, just with my skincare routine on, walk through security, holding my head up high, walk my butt into the bathroom, and then put on my makeup and do my hair. I am not going to waste precious sleeping time to get ready at home, to go sit in an airport when I get through security faster than I intended. It's not going to happen if <laughs> for some reason security takes long that I can't do my makeup on the plane. Now, this is obviously before covid. But if I couldn't do it in the airport, I would just do it on the plane. Now, a little different, but pretty much all that's changed is my makeup routine has become a lot less because I have to have a mask on. It's pretty much you're just getting brows and mascara for me at this point. But yeah, I, I guess I love both. And I think that comes from just traveling and any way you can get me there, I'm good with. Yes, driving's less expensive sometimes. I mean, Southwest has some sweet deals, but for me, sometimes the, the – Hours it takes just isn't worth the trade off. Like, take my extra $100 that I would save if I drove instead of flow, like, flew somewhere, and let me get there in an hour and a half instead of five hours, because then I can go and do things. And I am not someone that is privy to be able to yet take vacations of an extensive period. So when I go, it's usually Friday to Sunday or Friday to Monday. So I don't have a lot of time there regardless, and I want to maximize it. Now, distances that are about three, four, five hours, totally driving, 100%. And it's solely because it's beautiful. (laughs) If I'm driving or if I'm going somewhere that is so close – that i can get there in three to five hours a good chunk of it's going to be in wisconsin or illinois and those areas are quite stunning to drive through lots of nature lots of scenery lots of stuff to look at please go on as many road trips as you can go on in fall in wisconsin my god stunningly beautiful but I think that also makes a difference of where you're road tripping and where you're from because there's nothing to look at. I can see why road trips would be super painful. Um, You know, you need not necessarily something to do, but like something pretty to look at even. So the whole way this podcast came to fruition was because recently I went on three back to back back road trips. And when I say road trips, I mean anything longer than three hours in the car. Obviously, some people might consider a road trip like two hours. It's all up to you what you consider road trip length. I mean, even one hour sometimes can feel like a lifetime. But, you know, the, the camaraderie also, I would say, of road tripping is who you're with. Um, You know, you can be in the car for 10 minutes with someone you don't like and it feels... Like torture, and you can be in the car with somebody you love, someone you have so much fun with, a group of friends, and it takes 20 minutes when really you drove four hours. So there's lots of different things that come into mind when I think of the different aspects of why someone might not particularly like road trips, but I need to get back to this whole thing came to fruition because I was going on a lot of road trips. Um, in July and August. And some of my friends were – well, friend. (laughs) I had one friend ask if I would ever fly to one of the locations instead of driving because four hours is a touch too long for her in particular. But, I mean, at night, four hours gets long. I made the drive by myself before, so it's not terrible. Like I said, my threshold is seven where I just need to get out of the car or I'm going to cut my legs off. But she'd asked me if I would ever drive somewhere, and she specifically brought up an interesting fun fact about herself that she likes to only go on vacation where she needs to fly because if it's too close, she... would Like, she doesn't consider that a vacation, but she also won't sit in the car that long. It's just not worth it for her. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting because I personally, any way you can get me there, I'm good. Like, do I need to drive four hours? Great. Do I need to take a flight? That's fine. But it was interesting hearing a different perspective of somebody who only wants to adventure outside of their quote-unquote backyard. and. You know, There's obviously people that live on borders of states that can hop right over and then they're like, I'm in another state. You can't really say only want to travel outside of their state because you could be like 20 minutes from another state. But it was just interesting for me because I never really thought there would be someone who only wants to fly. Now, I had before met people that only wanted to drive, but I've never met anyone that Well, I shouldn't say that. I did meet her. She is my friend. We've just never spoke about it. So it was a new fact I learned about her. So I had never really known anyone besides her who preferred to fly. I got the people that preferred to drive everywhere. And I, you know, logically speaking, it makes perfect sense that there would be somebody who just wants to uh, fly. So it was a fascinating conversation we had. It was a different way to look at it, and for me, being one with, like, a foot in both camps, I was like, "Is which one of the groups of us is the norm? Like, who's the one that has the most culprits in it? Now, I will say, flying has changed as well just like road tripping from my 20s into my 30s. Now I will also pay extra for direct flights. I will do everything I can to fly directly to somewhere and I will be a Krabby Patty if I have to switch planes just because airports don't always have the best reputation. (laughs) For somehow figuring out all of that. Now I've had better luck with Southwest than any other um, airline. Delta, I've never actually been stranded anywhere, which I guess a lot of people have been. My problem was the amount of gate moving. But that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother time where I can rant about like flying and how, like, A, how particular I am about what I do in the airport, and B, all of the stuff I've been through. For four years, I was on a plane pretty much every other month, so I got a ton of flying in. Everyone complains about the Atlanta airport. I have no problem with it whatsoever. I can make it through that thing. No one's business. That was my main fly-through airport for four years, and I know it like the back of my hand. But that's, again, another podcast. Let me know if you would actually like to hear more about my flying experiences. But really, the point of this one was just me thinking, A, what can I ramble about this week? But B, who of the three of us is the normal one? It's okay if it's not me. If you're like, what weirdo can't pick a side? What person just wants the best of both worlds? That's fine. If you're a flyer, if you're a road tripper, let me know in the comments. Also, hop on over to Instagram, follow us on Everything Then Some More, and <laughs> comment over there too. I don't know what I was going to say instead of that, but basically, go follow us on social media. There we go. I also have a Gmail account, Everything Then Some More, at Gmail. I don't know why there was that dramatic pause there. Um, Anyway, for you to – that really perplexed me why I said, here's my Gmail, and then just completely blanked and didn't know how to say at Gmail. What is going on? Apparently, past the 15-minute mark, my brain just shuts down, and we're on minute 16. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to put an end to this torturous rambling. Follow us on Instagram, everything, then some more, everything, then some more. I know that in past podcasts, I may or may not have said the name incorrectly. It happens not to professionals, but to me. Also, if you have any topic ideas or questions or just want to say hi, Everything, then some more at gmail.com. That being said, anywhere, Instagram, email, or commenting on the podcast, let me know. What is your favorite way to travel? Are you like me, where you'll drive or fly, neither bother you? Are you a flyer only or are you a driver only? That being said, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure to join us next week. If this episode wasn't your jam, sounds good. Give me another shot, and hopefully next week's topic will be one you like. In the meantime, have a great day.